Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Gents, we all right? You all right, Chris? Yeah, good. Got some live show. Yes, info, we have. We? Live yeah. show info. And we've got one, two, three, four, five. Confirmed. 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 Manchester Christmas... Christmas do. Imagine Christmas do on the 4th of September. He's now on the 4th of September. (laughs) That weren't really our fault, were it? First one, London. We're in London on the 17th of July. That sounds pretty serious. Do that, is it? It's part of the podcast festival. I think uh, there's a a number of other podcasts that are involved as well. Um, Not as good as ours, though. Obviously not. 17th of July. We're in London for the podcast festival, which is exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah. I didn't realise it was that quick. I might be on holiday. Sorry, lads. You might have to do it with Army. We've got Leeds, 2nd of September. Manchester, 4th of September. Bradford, 7th of September. And back in Middlesbrough, the 11th of September. I'm glad we've uh, I'm glad we've took notice of what happened last tour when we were all fucking knackered because we were all so close together. We've got what? Four in a week. 2nd, 4th, 7th and 11th of September. Uh, what, what, what is wrong with us? Eh? Who organises this it in. shit? You've got to put uh, it in. I, I did put other dates to you, but I'm, oh, I'm on holiday, oh, I've got a, I've got a dinner, oh, so, you know what I mean? I've got to do what I've got to do. So we've got four in... be a good week, though, won't it? We've got four mm. in nine days, there. It'll be a good week. They're local, aren't they? Are they all local? Leeds, Manchester, Bradford, Middlesbrough, yeah. Home, home gigs. Yeah. So basically, we're going to be, at, at nine days, we're going to be pissed for and rough as assholes mm. for ten. Recovering in between. We'll have a week off. You can have a week off. Can I really? Yeah. You I put might, your feet up, John. So all already. the tickets are available now, apart from Leeds and London, which should be ready by Wednesday. If you can hear singing, my young'un's just in the front room. And we've, John's given him a microphone. <laughs> he's making bloody good use of it. <laughs> I thought it'd be a good idea. <laughs> and it turns out it's probably not as good an idea as what I thought. We've also got the charity match this week. Yes, Radcliffe. Anybody local to the Radcliffe area? I mean, John, you organised this, didn't you? I you said put our names forward. I said we'd do it. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I don't, like getting, I don't like taking all the praise, so I took a step back. <laughs> when I say I took a step back... I've done fuck all else. Um, <laughs> we said, what time What time do we have to report? He was like, just get there for 10. I'm out Saturday and all, so I could be a bit green, right, girls? But you're in goal, aren't you? Yeah, I am donning the Sondicos. I might play a little bit at field, but unfortunately, me, me knee don't permit the the up and down box-to-box game that I used to impose on, on football matches. Who else is playing? John Atsemabor, Mark Hudson. Ooh. Luke Steele. 
Striker, obviously. Striker, obviously. I'm tipping um, out. In fact, I'm going to phone William Mills even get her uh, a prize on him hat trick. Because I don't think I'll have ever seen anybody take a charity yeah, match as serious as what Steely will. Andy Griffin. Andy Griffin's playing. Chris Sedgwick. Oh. So if you're in the Radcliffe area. Sunday. Is it the Neuven? Mm. Pardon my pronunciation, but I think it's Neuven Stadium. No, the Stadium. Pronunciation. Radcliffe. Pronunciation. 11 o'clock kickoff. <laughs> Sunday. Pardon my pronunciation. So get in and it's all going to, to charity, isn't it? Pardon my pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> Which charity is it? It's for mental health of those academy players who have been released. Oh. Look so after their well-being. and stuff. Get yourself down. Yeah. And Matt, Matty, where's your position? Where are you playing? Front of the back four. Front of the back Macalele. four. Claude McAuley, yeah. Not even. No, oh, I'd have thought you'd gone David Batty. <laughs> <laughs> Leeds fan. I thought you'd gone Batty. And you? Well, where can we put you? It's Eurovision night before, so who knows? I think biggest uh, night of the year. I can't. Remember. I don't think I've ever watched it. Uh, Absolutely. Watched it Do you make a big thing of it? Oh, house party, yeah. But the house is full. I'm in spandex on, <laughs> sparkly gloves. Please come in there. Him, yeah, I can. I'll probably still have them on. What position <laughs> do you uh, want to play, serious? I'm a nippy winger. Or... <laughs> so you want, to play, you want to play on right wing? What are you laughing at? I'm not laughing. <laughs> I want to play right wing. <laughs> I want you to take a seat. We're, there. We're going to win. Don't be turning up half assed like you normally do. I'm expecting big things. <laughs> People are messaging saying, oh, I can't wait to see Chrissy play after his Bergkamp-esque goal that he spoke about and all that. On a serious note, have you got any spare boots? No. So, yeah, if you're down in Radcliffe, anywhere near Radcliffe, I'll do it. If you want to travel up, down. 11 o'clock. And wherever you are. 11 o'clock kick-off. The show and the Premier League games in the bar after. So, have a few pints, eh? Why not? Why not? I'm looking forward to it. Only if you've earned them. (laughs) You've got to have earned them. So, what... uh, when you, when you nip to the sports shop, you get two pair of cups okay. at 11, won't you? <laughs> More expensive now. Have you seen the price of them? We'll get the case of cups then. Yeah, I'll get the fakes. <laughs> we're, not, we're not playing a regular, are we? <laughs> Pete, Peter Sweeney last week. Yeah, it was funny, wasn't he? He's good. Yeah. The fish good. thing, man. Somebody's put us in touch with Barry Condon, by the way. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's excellent. in New York. Is it? Oh, well, if we've got yeah, to, if we've got a good to him, we've got a good to him. Oh, excellent. But it'd be better if he comes back here. Yeah. And has, Baz, has Barry Conlon got to New York? <laughs> what, what, what? He's coaching as well. Is he? Mm. <laughs> he's not working in an aquarium. Biting the dolphin's head off. And uh, Sonny Pike this week. Yeah, yeah. So I, some, some, of, some of our listeners, viewers might not be aware of Sonny Pike. I think it was a certain generation that you might recognise his name. Mm. But I remember as we'll talk about him just being tipped as the next Maradona, the next Ryan Giggs up. And Nine. then later on, going on trial at Ajax, 13, 14, he was the next big thing. He was going to be England's saviour at that age. But it's, it's actually quite tragic. It yeah, it was sad, wasn't it? Yeah. But we recorded with Robbie Simpson last week and he grew up with him. And we were like, what was he really like? And he went, he was unbelievable Yeah. at that age. Mm. Unbelievable. But it's an unbelievable story, isn't it? It's said unbelievable a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> Quite unbelievable Quite that, <laughs> how much you said it, to be honest. But he seems to, he, he looks back on it with positives. That's what we'll get into. Yeah. That's what we'll get into in the episode. Oh, so, by the way, another complaint. Some arsehole on, twi- on, on Twitter or something, or fucking YouTube, whatever it is, complaining about his introduction. Like, really? Yeah. I think, he, I think he like put 10 minutes 33 this one. Don't just skip them. 
Yeah, if you don't like it, skip it. If you don't it. like it, you fucking skip it. Don't fucking moan about it. I think it's in about adverts, innit? But a lot of them isn't an advert. No, it's just having it's a just chat. Just chatting it? shit. Yeah. And so, I, I saw one that said the the ten minute talk at the beginning is the best bit. Well, so you know, horses did, for courses. I, I did leave that review myself. Uh, <laughs> and if we and if there is any adverts, we've fucking bills to pay, aren't we, lads? Yeah. We travel up and down country. We need to we need to sell some razors yeah. and some. Speaking of bills, to whatever, pay, whatever. If you're not involved with the Patreon, you definitely should get involved because <clears throat> there's a, there's 50, 60. Believe it or not, 60 believe episodes, it or not, right? I, I, I did a, a dinner in Bristol on Saturday, and two super fans, I'd call them. You know, you know who you are. They were like genital warts. I don't fucking get rid of them, right? <laughs> I'm only kidding, lads. And but somehow they didn't know about the Patreon, so I I, I don't I don't know. Sign up then. Pardon? If you get them to sign up, well, we've obviously been skipping the intros. Yeah, <laughs> they think they're shitting all. But, but yeah. yeah, sixty plus episodes on the Patreon now. Just uh, three pound a month, you get them two extra episodes, and then you can pay the five pound a month, and all oh, there's in a whole a whole plethora of extra bonus content on there, and you get the regular episodes twenty four hours early. It's, it's Sunday nights now, isn't it? So yeah. Sunday you know, night. After, after lunch. Yeah. So you've had your you've had your Saturday night, you've got up rough, you've had your Sunday dinner, you've had your two or three hours. Sat on couch with a crumble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Inspector Morse is not on anymore Sunday nights, is it? I don't know what's on these days. No, I'll be, I'll be, I, don't, time I, watch. I don't because I'm li- I'm listening to the podcast. Because yeah. I'm a five I'm a I'm a five pounder. Yeah, so please support us with the with the Patreon. I know we say it every week, but we've got fucking bills to pay. Get us up and down the country, don't we? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Come in yeah. handy. And we really appreciate the support. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's the main thing. We really appreciate the support. It's not the, the, the three quid every month. So support, lads. Should we get Sonny out then? Mm. You feeling ready for Sunday, mate? Big time. You look good. Stretching now. <laughs> Come on, Sonny. I'm doing kick-ups. I've got uh, Tim Vincent behind me trying to give me a badge. And <laughs> I'm like insured for a million pounds and things like that. People trying to break my legs. And I've got like Alex Ferguson and Dale Gleish and Shearer going, Sonny, well done. <laughs> Son, there's about 20 kids out there, 15 kids out there, they want to weigh you in. The week we was there for, as I said, I had like three people making documentaries on me and I'm on trial. My mum was loving it. She's having a party there. with forced me for like Samuel Jackson. And <laughs> like I can't do it no more. And then he said, oh, it's killed me now. But he just said, um, if you don't do it, he goes, you ain't got a dad. So I quickly shot back home and there's like police all over my ass and they've been doing surveillance on my ass for six months and whatever else. A football aside, that's all everyone just associated me at as like the football wonder kid with the curly hair and the golden boots and the million pound legs. But really, like, what was I, what was I all about? I might have a bash at that miss then. What only fans? Hi. You didn't fucking in spare room. Lift me arse. Where did Sonny come from? Um, so my actual real name's Luke, but my middle middle name's Santino, which is Sonny in English. Santino, Sonny, same sort of thing. But um, yeah, so it comes from Santino. But I think my dad was like boxing, Sonny Liston, and him something like that. Yeah. Does everybody so, call you Sonny still? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No one's ever called me Luke. Yeah, I was at school first two years at school, called me Luke, and I didn't even answer the register. I was like, yeah. your son's not in. I was like, yeah, I don't even register to, to Luke, never. Everyone calls me Sonny, yeah. For, for those who don't know your story and everything, I I always remember, because I think we're pretty much the same age. Like, when were, yeah. you, when were you born? 83. 83? Mm. I'm 83. 84. So, yeah, I was, um, about that time. Yeah. 
Remember the Barnet, man? Yeah, yeah, Barnet. So Strong, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, big. It's hard to get on there, but it ain't as long as that now. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I remember, see, you know, when the hype started and everything, just watching, thinking, same age here. I yeah. can't do that. All the hype blowing up and yeah, everything yeah. around it. And it was just, it was crazy at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But were you a big football family? No. No, I was the only one who played football. Like, family from, like, East End. And they was all into boxing. So my dad boxed. My dad's got, like, four or five brothers. They all boxed. Uh, yeah, I was, like, the kid doing skills. And my granddad just said to me, like, you're a little fairy. What are you doing? Like, and all this, that, and like, <laughs> Fairy. Like, yeah, he did. Like, he, like, he's, then he's trying to put cushions up in the living room, trying to get me to do, like, boxing on that. He's like, football, like, this, that, and the other. I was the only one who done any sort of football, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So you could do stuff at, like, a very young age that I've never been able to do. Did you just, like, get a ball and just start doing all this shit and think, fuck me, I'm good at this. You know what started me off, I think it was the uh, 1990 World Cup when Gaza. Yeah. That, I watched that as a kid and uh, my dad was, was just sitting down watching it with my dad and uh, obviously my dad seen me, started to enjoy it and then he, he bought me a tape actually, obviously a videotape, we're talking 30 years Football ago. Football Italian, the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, no, I but this videotape had Johan Cruyff on it, Maradona and uh, Pele. And it was just them doing sort of all different techniques or different types of shooting, showing the step over or the scissor skill, whatever you want to call it. And I had this tape and I just watched it religiously. And I used to just copy it all really young. I was like, say, six or seven. And then I was finding out more about Pele, talking about Santos. And I started looking into all this sort of stuff. So I got into it really early. And like, obviously at that, at that time, like football was completely different, wasn't it? Like it was just literally boot it down the other end of the pitch playing on full-size pitches when I'm like 10, you're out of breath time, you get out of the box. Do you know what I mean? Like the pitches are massive. And I was just playing a different type of game to everyone else. It just made me sort of stand out. But yeah, so I got right into all that sort of technical side really early. I think I did. I think we used to have a, I think it was Adidas Curver videos or somewhere where it was just loads of kids doing little things like that. So yeah. you used to take the ball out, kick it against the wall, it. do little tricks, come back. And I used to spend hours doing it. Yeah. Fuck me, it Didn't worked for someone. You might not have been able to tell, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked for someone who got us. You were the success star. We did a tackling video. <laughs> but yeah, I remember it. But obviously all the hype came after that, the, you know, the next the next Maradona, the next Ryan Giggs yeah. and everything. I mean, at school, were you like leaps and bounds above That's, everyone else? I'd say like sort of technically, yeah. Like So in other words, like the skill side of it and manipulating the ball and kick-ups and things like that. I would say, yeah, like I was doing thousands of kick-ups by the time I was like, say, 11 years old. And there's kids doing like five or 10 sort of things. So I was, I was quite good in that way, but like uh, physically and all that, I wasn't, there's some kids that's like bigger and stronger than me, but technically I was, I was quite good. At what, at what point are clubs, you know, sniffing round and... Uh, so I started probably when I was about, say, six of... or seven. And within a season or so, I was, uh, the first few years, I was just scoring loads of goals. That got me the most attention I ever got, really. So I'd be, like, in the local newspaper, like, I don't know, Sonny scores a clear winner, like, with the barnet, like, the air and everything in the boots. <laughs> I stand out enough as it is. And if I'm scoring, like, 100 goals a season, like, I was getting quite a lot of attention. So, like, so by the time I was eight, nine, I started to get scared. Yeah, I started, like, Tottenham, Norwich, Ipswich, and... Uh, all different teams started to scare me, really, yeah. And was your mum and dad supportive of that, when you, you know, when you first started? Because yeah. obviously we speak about quite a lot about parents taking kids to training, yeah. and it is quite, it's tough on them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, were yeah. They, You know, they're saying they were boxing family, were they supportive mm. from the start? Yeah, I mean, my mum, to be fair, she wasn't really 
bothered either if I played football or not, but she would have been happy for me, whatever I was going to do, she'd just support for fun. And my dad, to be fair, he was really good. He was, at the beginning part of it, he was literally buying me anything I needed, any support you want and everything. I'll give you the like, best food and boots and everything. And he, he would do anything. And he wasn't even, I think people, a lot of people get sort of mixed up that he was sort of pushing me to play football loads. He wasn't even bothered if I want to go and play for a big team. When he got a little bit further down the line, other things started appearing. That's when he started to go a bit more in that direction. But the football side of it at the beginning, he was just like, go on, son, go, on, go for it. Like, do you know what I mean? And he, and he helped me quite a lot in a lot of ways because, uh, as I was saying, like, from a boxing family, that mindset, like strong like characters, isn't they? Like boxing, you know what I mean? You can't get much of a tougher sport. He sort of gave me that, like, and I took that into football. So as a young kid, like by the time I was eight, nine, I was like a little sort of tornado, do you know what I mean? I was on there, I wanted to win. I weren't there to sort of have a little kick around and get a few goals. I went up, I was like literally, and if I scored eight goals, I'd scored, I'd scored like 12 goals in one game and I got to 11. I was like, come off the, I got to, I got to, I scored 11 goals and I come off the pitch with the ump because I'm like, I could have got 12. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? But that's how I was mentally. I was on it, young. Mm. And self-belief. And outrageous yeah, yeah. and skillful at the same time. So when, when did Ajax come about? Uh, Ajax, so I was, um, I was, I would have been around 12 years old. So it's a, it's a few years, uh, it might have been, I've been 11 years old. When I was about 10, I went on London Tonight News. And um, what team are you playing for at this point? At that point, <coughs> I'm still playing for my local club. Right. Um, it's actually Childhood Youth, that was called. <coughs> I'm in from Enfield, North London. I was from that area, uh, playing for them. Um, and I was still getting scouted to play in teams and whatever else, but then. As I said, London tonight, come and film me. They come and film me in this game. I think we won 4-2, and I think I scored like four goals or an hat-trick. It couldn't have been like a better game they could have turned up for. Do you know what I mean? I've taken, taken players on, run around the goalkeeper, slurring it in for, right in front of cameras there. And uh, then they interviewed me after. And I was asking me my favourite players, and I started talking about that video. I started talking about Cruyff, Maradona, and all these players. And they're like, what? Why aren't you talking about players in England so much? Do you know what I mean? And... Um, so I think that got back to a few people. Within a few months after that, my dad's like messaged me and said uh, we've had like phone calls come through uh, me to go over to Ajax or Feyenoord. So I had the choice of sort of going over there. So then, obviously, with Ajax, with Cruyff and everything else, I was like, well, let's go, let's go yeah. to Ajax. It's mad even to think that the, that London tonight came to watch that game. How did it get? How did they find out? Was about that specifically it? for you? Yeah, yeah, it was not just, just a game, not yeah. just like a local big yeah, game. No, so that was like say. 10 years old, but for the few years before that, I'd been in the, like, the local advertiser maybe 10 times, being known as the good local kid. Do you know what I mean? Like a little, sort of a prodigy. And I'd be in the advertiser, the Enfield advertiser and the independent for scoring an at-trick or doing something. I won a competition, Graham Roberts. I remember Graham Roberts played for Tottenham, the centre-back. He put on a, a, an Easter camp, you know, like a, 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 it might have been a summer camp for a week. And, I, and I, there was like penalty shootout competitions and I was like seven and I was beating the kids that are 15, 16 and things like that and all different competitions. And I got like the player of the week. So that got me in the paper. Just loads of little, little local things was going on and then they sort of cottoned onto it and then it blew. And can you remember how you felt at that time? Because any of us getting that kind of attention at 10 year yeah. old, you're buzzing, aren't you? You know, oh, in, I, even in your local press, yeah. local paper, you're thinking, oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah I loved it at that stage. I actually enjoyed it. I was like, well, I'm, I'm obviously getting quite good or I'm looking quite good. Do you know what I mean? It weren't, it was just the right blend to be fair because it weren't too much. It was just nice. Do you know what I mean? I, I, used, to, yeah, I, used, to, I used to enjoy it at that stage. 
like people just pulling you up at school and saying, oh, Sonny, this, that, and the other. Yeah. You've seen you've gone to Ajax or you're sponsored by Mizuno. But when it gets later on, you know, I'm like insured for a million pound and things like that. And people are trying to break my legs. I'm going through like four shits of shin pads a season, snapping half. Do you know what I mean? It's like dipping. So, so you said that, did it get to the point where the other local lads or whatever were like jealous of it and thought, fuck it, I'm just going to snap him? Yeah, yeah. It got to that stage a little bit further on, as I said, like even dads might be on the side of the pitch. I talk about it in the book and I'm down the right-hand side of the, uh, down uh, down on the wing somewhere. I can never forget this fella. He's like a bald head. Remember them old school Umbro jumpers, the big then? Yeah, one <laughs> yeah, of them the massive, yeah, yeah, the big massive Umbro. And he's going to me, as I'm in the corner, I'm, I don't know, I might have been trying to take his son. He goes, see you, you think you're good, didn't you? He goes, you're shit. I'm like, I was like 10, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and he goes, you ain't fucking nothing. He's giving it to me. And I was like, all right. And I'm trying to do my bits and pieces. I thought, bloody hell, like he's a full grown man. Like he was. And he's it saying, you're shit. Yeah, he was, a was getting, giving it to me. Like he was probably saying, you're shit, you ain't nothing. He's chatting to me right in here. But did you cash him off? We know the funny thing in that game, I've it, it's gone back and forth. And my sort of dad, my old coach, Terry, he sort of cottoned onto it. And he's gone, I'm going to go over there and tell him. And at that point, I was going to take a free kick. And he's walking, as I'm taking the free kick, my old coach Terry's walking around behind me to go to the other side of the pitch to have a row with him. I said, tell. He goes, I'm going man here to say something to me. I said, tell, don't worry, watch this. And I've hit a corner and scored from the corner. I said, that's shame, up. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, Terry just turned around yeah, and Terry turned around looking at me like that. And then I said, yeah, don't worry, tell that shame, up. And, um, and that was it. But yeah, but yeah, just things like that. But I had loads up. My local area, football aside, like trying to get my legs broken, whatever else, people used to just come from other areas, like say Tottenham and Edmonton and everything else, come to Enfield. And I remember being in a cinema once watching, watching a film. I think I was watching that. Like, oh, I can't remember, was it called Running? So some old school 90s film or whatever it was. <laughs> with about five of my mates and people come up. Uh, one of my mates has gone out. He's coming back into the cinema. He said to me, son, there's about 20 kids out there, 15 kids out there. They want to weigh you in. They're waiting for you to come out of the cinema. And I froze. Because you're Sonny Park. Yeah, just because, yeah. I, it was nothing to do with football. It's just yeah. obviously they knew me from the era. I, was, I remember I said, I was like, whoa, I thought, please don't let this film finish. I didn't want to go out. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> you couldn't could do, could could do it. Could be green mile, couldn't yeah. you? Three yeah. hours. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Or the Irishman. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I've, I've walked out and I'm thinking, oh, man, I want to walk out. I'm going to get weighed in. Like, whatever. So I've walked out. Lucky enough, they wasn't there at that point. But I walked home. And there's my park, they've gone to my local park. And as I've gone to get to my house, they've seen me from the, my house was literally there and the park was there. They've seen me, they've all come running down the road. Honestly, they filled pretty much the whole street. They come running down at me and one of them's cracked me. I've gone into the road, yeah, big split lip, run back into my house and whatever else, yeah. So I, that was just one. I must've had that maybe five to 10 times, like people coming into my school. I'm doing my classwork and they'll come running into school, load of kids, where's Sonny Bright, where's Sonny Bright? Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> When you say there was nothing to do with football, it must be just bitterness. Is that, is that what it was? Yeah. I would Jealousy. Have, yeah, they, they, I don't think it was nothing. It was I will nothing. that. I will deal I will still point. say like 12, like, so my yeah. attention, uh, that, so I got a lot of attention from like, say between 10, actually started from like local from like eight to 10, but from like 10 to 14, 15, is when it all went like Ramps McDonald's up. and Coca-Cola and Wembley doing the kick-ups in front of 80,000 and everything else. And that's when it was like, this kid's a celebrity kid or whatever, and they didn't like it. So, yeah. That's fucking mind-boggling, by the way. Mm. 
And did that all start from, do you think it started from the Ajax? Yeah. That's I think when, when I, it really Yeah, when I came back up. from, because it was like London tonight, then when I come back from Ajax, there was like, remember Transworld Sport, Football Mondial, all them old school sort of mm. documentary makers, and uh, Blue Peter, that was all there filming it, the whole thing. So when I come back, it was like, boom, and then all the other stuff started coming, and it was just like snowballed, I think. <coughs> Were this happening to any other young kids in the country? No. To be honest with you, I mean, there's loads of wonder kids now, and I get the questions a lot about on Instagram about, oh, have you seen this kid like, I don't know, the Ronaldo kid, the Messi kid? There's loads of them. But then there was nothing, there was nothing, I, I, I never see anyone, especially to the sort of... Do you think you were almost the blueprint of how not to do it? Yeah, definitely. And 100%. things have probably changed since yeah, that yeah. point of, you know, you can't just blow yeah. a young kid to deal with that at that point to the level that it went to at such a young age. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely the blueprint and not to, uh, the way not to do it for sure, yeah. <sighs> How did it go at Ajax? Uh, I was on trial there for just a week, uh, played a game, drew one or I scored a goal from outside the box, actually. Uh, I'd done all right, but I've actually mentioned this before. Like, it was quite uh, telling now, looking at it now, at that time, it wasn't, I was still a kid. But like the, the, the week we was there for, as I said, I had like three people making documentaries on me and I'm on trial. And like the, the bit that sort of summed it up a lot when we had a game, I think on like a Saturday, on the Saturday at the end of the week at like say two o'clock kickoff or something. And I'd done media from like five o'clock in the morning for like five or six hours. And they, like my dad was going to me like, they want you up in the middle of the high street when it's dark, when the sun's coming through, they want you dribbling through the street. I'm like, yeah, but dad, I've got a game late at night that day. I want to be like fresh. Like, well, you've got to do what you've got to do. And I was just like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't, really, don't really want to do it, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I was always caught, I always felt a bit middled up where, like, I was in a position where I want to please my dad. But obviously, I just wanted to concentrate on my football at the same time. If you remember at the time, where do you think you were? Do you think you were better than the lads that were there at Ajax? Or did you fit in in <coughs> terms of your uh, ability and stuff? Technically, they was, they was all pretty good, to be fair. Like, so, say over here, if I was like, technically better than most, let's say, and I was, there, I was as good, if not, I felt maybe even better than some of them. They was good, though. They was a level of, compared to what it's like over here. I know it's changed a lot now. The academy's really good now. Uh, but they was on another sort of planet. I, w I went and did training over there. And I was, there was a goal about this big. Like, and back then, we're talking about 25 years ago, you could just about fit the ball in it. And I walked out onto the pitch. I'd gone to the coach, like, where's the goals? It's like, yeah, there's some there. And it was like these tiny little goals there, that big, like, it's like, what? What's going on here? Sort of thing. Like, it's completely different where the pitches back at home was massive, full size goals. Everything was like, they was like sort of light years ahead. I think I'd have been the same. I'm trying to put myself in that situation. I'd have been like, I'm on trial here. You know, if I get, if I've offered us a five year contract and stuff, then maybe get the cameras here. But I'm actually yeah. on trial. Yeah, yeah, I still yeah, don't know yeah, if they're yeah. going to sign us, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing kick ups. I've got. Uh, Tim Vincent behind me trying to give me a badge. And <laughs> like, I'm trying Fuck to off, Tim. I'm trying to beat. Come and finish this Tracy yeah, Allen. Then we beat it, and I'm like, come get his badge. I'm like, oh, I want a badge. Just let me. Oh, yeah, play, but... So what? You know, like the the other. The other lads at Ajax then, who you playing and training with, yeah. were they like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. They were, they, <laughs> yeah. You, you can't have been well liked. No. I think if, if, if that happened uh, <coughs> the other way around and uh, somebody came and there's all this camera around them, all the lads would be like, ah, who's this little yeah. fucking prick? I'm better than him. What's he, how was he getting all yeah. that? Yeah. Must yeah, be but, shit over in England. 
Yeah, there's a couple of them though. There's a guy, I remember a guy called Rowan. He was, in, and he, could, he was the only one who could talk English. So I sort of stuck around him a lot because obviously it helps because the coach was <coughs> all in, in Dutch. Then he would say all oh, everything for me in English and everything else. But yeah, when I come back home, actually, they gave me a letter and they were saying about me going back out there and staying, like going out there every three months for a couple of weeks until I got a bit older and then see where it would have gone from there. But obviously then all the rest of it sort of goes where it goes. So when so when did your first like sponsorship deal come in? Uh, yeah, I'll say within after coming back from Ajax when I was like say twelve. I'd say by the time I was probably say twelve, twelve within a few months that sort of all kicked off. I think the first the first sponsorship I had actually was like a local window company. They just gave me like some money to buy a kit and this that and everything else, and then I ended up with Mizuno. So I used to do a lot of stuff like. Uh, like catalogues and things like that. And like Grimshaw's windows get fucked off. Sorry, lads, I'm bigger and better things. Uh, you so, got a new conservatory in <laughs> <at> your <home. laughs> but, uh, Yeah, so I was uh, like, so Zola was there. So I did like an advert thing with, with him. I was in, and Jamie Redknapp I met a few times because he was Mizuno, like Rob Jones, I think he played for Liverpool. And so I was mixing in and doing sort of catalogues and sort of filming things with them and everything else, which is, which was nice. And then I ended up being sponsored by Paul Smith. So, yeah. yeah. So I ended up like in Covent Garden at their flagship store. I was invited to his party, like having parties there. My dad would turn up. My mum was loving it. She's having a party there with Paul Smith, like Samuel Jackson. And <laughs> like that. So I'm just there in the background. Just like, <laughs> so kick ups. With your glass of cool. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I did. He had a. Uh, the, I always remember the front desk there where the where the cash till was. But he's like, open it up if you want anything out there. Just grab it. And he had like old toothbrushes with like Paul Smith written on them and mugs. I just grabbed all sorts. I had like handfuls of little Paul Smith bits, and that was making me suits and things like that. Are they coming to you, or have you got somebody working for you at this time? Or are uh, they just approaching you? A, probably a bit of both, but I think a lot of them was coming to me as well. To be fair, because like it's like Coca Cola, McDonald's, and these types of sort of things was like get me a lot of attention at the same time but I think my dad as well was talking to a few agents and then he'd say like be with one agent for like say a month or a year I mean six months or a year and then he'd move on to another one and then it would just sort of kept snowballing you obviously don't have to speak about figures but like so Mizuno come to you and say we want you to be the the, the face of Mizuno mm. is it like a lot of money that they're offering you uh are you aware of the money? Yeah, that's that's, that was more of it. Like, so I might have got a few grand or something, but it could have been hundred grand. You know, I, I, to be fair, I never really got to know the ins and outs. All I did do after a few years later, I got back to speak to a few people. Now I was asking them the sort of money I should have been getting and maybe did get, and they were saying like McDonald's adverts I did. I could have got like a hundred thousand for. Like in thirty years ago, that's the, that, that's yeah. what I mean. It, yeah, and uh, but, obviously Mizuno's and Paul Smiths and everything else. I'm assuming that that hasn't gone in like a, a trust fund or anything. No, no, I didn't end up with a like a big lump of money out of it. <laughs> yeah. I had a, a, like maybe a couple of grand or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. like maybe compared to, if I mean I looked at some of the bits he was doing, you could be talking like these days 
I'd have probably been had a million pound out of it or something like that. Yeah. But uh, did you get a McDonald's card though? Could you go and get as, mu- as, mu- as much as you wanted? <laughs> yeah. I think I'd keep the money. <laughs> keep the money, my old. I'll just have a McDonald's loyalty card. <laughs> lads, lads, I'll take you out for tea. Was it that week in Ajax when you thought, hold on a minute, this might be getting a bit too much? Yeah. Yeah, well, it just it was the, that was the more the sort of the sort of first little sign, Start. but it went on for another few years after that, and like it got a bit sort of political, I suppose, a bit of a family warfare. With my mum's in one ear saying like, "Just keep being a kid and play your football," and then as I said earlier, my dad was trying to push me into this sort of celebrity life, and I wanted to keep him happy at the same time and sort of do the football. So it was a bit of tossing and sort of turning, and then uh, I mean. You, put, you, might, you might even have it and you notice that I ended up being in a documentary uh, on Channel 4 and it was about, I mean, I'd been in, done documentaries and that for a while and it was a, apparently about me just coming through with being a player and whatever and I was at Leighton Orient at this point. It was School of Excellence then, it was an academy and I was playing for Leighton Orient and it was just about me progressing and doing well and everything else and then it, when it got aired, it was actually me uh, being uh, poached by Chelsea. So when I watched it, it was like completely different to what I thought it was going to be when it came out. And uh, it's my dad like, what's going on here? Sort of thing. Like, this has killed me. Like they've got me training. At, no, they've got me playing a game on Leighton Orient's first team pitch. And then within two minutes later, I remember when I was doing it, I, I was gone training at Chelsea and they got this guy with like a little camera hiding behind a curtain filming me. And when, the, when we went into the Chelsea training ground, Bernie Dixon was there and he said, no, you can't bring that camera in here. He said, no, this is for like my dad. And, and it was actually Greg Dyke who ends up running the FAS where my, my sort of story goes even more unique. Uh, they was filming me and then they put it on the TV as if like Chelsea was doing this big scam, trying to nick me from Leighton Orient. And then that ended up in court and they were trying to get 90 grand for me. Leighton Orient was. And I was just like, this, and I'm watching it on the telly thinking, what the fuck's going on here, sort of thing. Like, and then to, to answer your question, that's when I knew the writing was on the wall. So I'm like, Dad, what's going on here? Like, do you know what I mean? So he was saying that Greg Dyke screwed him over or it, it could have been that he knew what was going to go on, but he just wanted maybe the money from the documentary or whatever it was, I don't know. But all I do know, like either way, it don't help me <laughs> as a kid being a football player, do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You went up getting banned for that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So because of that was going on, they was going back and forth. I couldn't play in a, a school of excellence then for that for that the rest of that season. Also, yeah. wasn't a ban as such. It was yeah, just it was, what... well, I was told I couldn't play at any school of excellence for that for the rest of that season. So what I ended up doing is going back playing at a grassroots team for another season, which probably put me back. Yeah, in yeah. terms of your development, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, key age, you know? yeah, yeah. But it was only like a year or two before you're going to get your uh, YT or whatever. It's like your, your like your life narrative, if you will, has been is being built by everybody else. Yeah. You know, all these all these commercial deals, McDonald's, Coca Cola, <coughs> they're building you as the next Maradona. The yeah, next, yeah. The, yeah. They're yeah. deciding that's who you are. Oh yeah, you're massive. Because you're you're, yeah. you're a decent player. Uh, but then your name is probably first on the list when it comes to doing an expose, right? What, what's how's this documentary going to do well for a tapping up? Yeah, yeah. Sonny yeah. Park's the biggest kid yeah. in the yeah, country. Yeah. If we can get him being tapped up, then this documentary is going to do well. Which yeah, that's it, one hundred percent. They built you up as, as is, is the British way to build you up to pull you back down again. Yeah, as well, you've got that. But then the reality is that you're not actually playing games. You're not 
developing this is, this that side. So it's like going that way. Well, no, exactly, exactly. It felt that's exactly how it felt. I felt like I was sort of drowning, to be honest with you, because my profile and everything's getting high, and everyone's going to me like, Sonny, you're worth a million insured, and you've got this and you've got that. I'm thinking, yeah, but. I barely touched the ball this week. Like, yeah. I'm barely doing next to nothing. You know? And it, it's true. I was literally, it was going like this. It was going that way. And I was just like, it did feel overwhelming. Is that when your relationship with your dad started to suffer? After that documentary, documentary came out, I didn't see him for about three weeks. And it was unlike him because, because when that actually was being aired, anytime anything like that was big, he'd be there with me and he wasn't there. And I remember watching it. It was in a pub, actually. I was watching it in a pub. They put a big screen out in the pub local next to me. It was like, Sonny's going to go and tell you. So I watched it. I was like, what? And I come out of the pub and I, I remember I ran into the middle of the road onto the roundabout and I actually felt like I wanted to throw myself in front of one of the fucking cars. I was just like, I've had enough of this. Like, this is too much. And this is still at 14? Yeah, this is at 14. And um, I went back training with my coach, Terry. And I didn't, as I said, I hadn't seen my dad for a good few weeks. And uh, all of a sudden, I see him appear at a corner of my eye as I'm doing a little bit of sort of one-to-one training on the side. And uh, when I see him, I thought... I've got to pull him on this now and tell him like, this is game over. Cause I've been saying things for a while saying like, let me just carry on with my football. Like, cause yeah. it killed me that thing with uh, Orient and Chelsea because I just thought, just put me in Chelsea and leave me alone. Like, do you know what I mean? Or, or whatever it was, just leave me alone. And uh, so I, I, when I went to actually, it was crazy because when I went to pull him, I said to him like, I can't do this no more. He actually, the first thing he said to me, he goes, I've got some more work for you. I've got some more like, sort of TV work for you. I said, dad, <laughs> absolutely, it's killed me. Like, I can't do it no more. And then he said, oh, it's killed me now. But he just said, um, if you don't do it, he goes, you ain't got a dad. I was just like, what? And it just fucking broke me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then from then, I haven't spoke to him. You've not spoke to him no, since? I haven't spoke to him since that last word. Yeah. So, so it's, I don't know. So say you're getting 10 grand for an advert. Are you seeing two when your dad's seeing eight? I, I'll never know. So it's hard for me to say, yeah, but... <clears throat> All I can say is that I never probably see maybe next to nothing compared to, I mean, what I was told, as I said, I went back and sort of spoke to people and they were saying like, yeah, you should be getting 80 grand there, 90 grand or whatever, 10 grand there. And I'm, and I'm looking and I'm thinking that it's not even... Looking, looking back to that period of your life, do you feel exploited? Yeah. By numerous... You know what the thing is though as well, like it's tough because I definitely was, but at the same time, it sounds a bit weird well, maybe I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a dad now and I know sort of better through my own story, but there's an, there's a, there's an argument there to say that, that my dad just got caught up in it and he yeah. just run with it at the same time, probably thought he was doing the best thing, yeah. like in some ways, like getting him out there, this, that and the other, but it just sort of crossed over when he was just like trying to say like, you could be a presenter and all this to me. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to be a presenter. Like, I just yeah. stick with football, like just stick mm. to the football. And so there's, there is an argument there to say that like, he just maybe thought he was doing the best thing, but he just got like, oh, it doesn't really happen to families, is it? A kid that that, that oh, happens. I mean, he must have been shocking. Yeah, it's a proper, like, it's a one of a kind sort of thing. So uh, it's hard to tell. It's sad as well, yeah. especially when you said at the start he was supportive and he'd oh, get yeah, you yeah. anything you wanted, oh, do anything, take you anywhere. Yeah. And then, like yeah. you say, he's made the decision to right, we can get a, you know, we can see a pound note come on. Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah. kind of, well, well, like sometimes I think it's could be a bit ego-driven, like getting well-known for being this and this, that and the other. Like, everyone's got one, isn't they? Like, which I'm is fine. Saying, yeah, which is good. But you've got to, it's more like sort of controlling it instead of sort of exploiting it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I, just, I can't media, imagine the, the situation because that it's a, it's a strange situ- place for a kid to be, I imagine. Because you, mm. you, you idolise your, your idols are your adults, aren't they, in your life? And yeah. then 
when you're doing a McDonald's advert, you're a kid and you're the center of attention. I imagine mm. there's all these adults behind the camera and everything, and you're the, the spotlight's on you. And that's, yeah. it's a weird place for a kid to be. Mm. I tell you, the one that just, you just made me think just that what was a weird one. In 95 and 96, Sky, when, which is like when Premier League sort of kicks off, isn't it? Like within them few years. And obviously sort of building the Premier League, Premier League. And, they, and for 95 and 96, they gave me an award for the, the youngest player which is a award I've never known to be given out before, before or after. But obviously they're building Premier League, Premier League. So, and this is where my sort of story is interesting as well, because I sort of jump into that, where they're building that sort of celebrity side and football. And they've given me this sort of uh, award on 95 and 96. And I'm, I'm sort of picking up an award for really, to be honest with you, I'm doing nothing. Yeah. But I'm still play, I'm playing like academy football or school of excellence football, but I've really, I've done nothing. The truth is... And I've got like Alex Ferguson and Dal Gleish and Shearer going, Sonny, well done. <laughs> and I'm like, looking, there's like 8,000 people there in like, a, it's like Canary Wolf. And they were going, yeah. And like, I remember just looking in the crowd and just seeing people like, like Shearer and things like that. And I mean, I don't know, I'd imagine like Bex and whatever, they're all probably there. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, because you said your, your family's not got a football background. No. I wonder if that's gone against you. Because again, I'll put myself in that situation. Mm. And I pick up this award, my dad would be like, but you've done nothing yet, son. Your dad yeah. Because right. yeah, right. he'd been in football. Yeah. Yeah, see it. Yeah. And it, like I say, but we, your dad was a football fan. He, he kind of like, you get that. Been in and around, yeah. yeah. Knock you back down. Yeah. And go, yeah. you still need to work hard. You've, done, you've done fuck all. 100%. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A little breaking play, gents, for uh, a thank you to our sponsor for this episode, NordVPN. I don't know if you're aware of it. Are you aware of NordVPN? No. Well, for for everybody out there as well, NordVPN is the number one for bouncing your geolocation. So maybe a game's only on in China, for instance, and you want to watch it, Barnes of E. Nottingham Forest, all of a sudden use NordVPN on the subscription, and you're in China watching that game, John. So let me just get this right. So I'm sat in Barnsley... Yeah. There's a game on in China. It's been shown in China. But an English game yeah. shown in China. Yeah. Use VPN. And that makes my computer seem like it's in China. And you're watching that game. Sat there with a sweet and sour watching Barnes of E. Nottingham Forest. Well, I didn't even know that, that? I didn't even know what a VPN were. What's the quality like? Oh, the, it's the number one quality for all VPN services as well. Buffering? No buffering. No, we don't do no buffering. So I think what a game to watch this weekend. And not only that, there's there's, there's like your, your Netflix services as well. That some shows are only available in in America. You can use your VPN. And not only that, with NordVPN, they provide a security service as well. So all your passwords, all your bank details, and everything with the subscription, completely secure on six devices as well. That six devices. So I can watch any game from Your mind's the world. blown, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And as always, we've got a special offer. We've got a cost code. We always have special offers. That's why they call us the good yeah. guys. 
All you've got to do is click on the link in the description and you'll get the special offer with anti-malware and threat protection as part of your subscription. So all you've got to do is click on that link. Before you know it, you'll be watching that game. So just to clarify, I can watch any game. Any game. Well, not any any game that's being broadcast, yeah. Right, perfect. Yeah. How good's that? So, what yeah, massive thanks to NordVPN. Yeah, thank you. And what, what, just what, what game am I going to watch this weekend? That's me, that's me only problem in life now. <laughs> what game am I going to watch this weekend? Mesmerising. Mm. I think, I think it gets to the like. Obviously, everybody wants the best for the kids, and I'm sure to start with that was your dad's yeah, yeah, intention. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But when when your son's saying, "Look, I've had enough for all that," like, can we knock it on head, Dad? I think that's the point where you'd think, "Yeah, right, okay, my, my boy's had enough now." Yeah. Or all that yeah. shit. Go and crack on and play football. Because oh, I mean, wind that back even when it's still. I'm going in some like people are coming downstairs to film at my house, and I'm going upstairs having panic attacks, crying. That went on for a couple of years. Like, Dad, I've had enough of this. Like, don't want to do it. And he's like. Oh, you've got to do this and the other. And I'm like, I couldn't breathe and this, that, and the other. And I'm full of tears. Leave me upstairs for half an hour. Let me calm down. And I go back downstairs and play the part of Danny the Wonder Kid or whatever else. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Was there ever a point that you believe the hype and then there was like a realization of, do you know what? Maybe I need to concentrate on my football. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> if I me, 12 year old. Everybody's telling me that I'm the best player in the world. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm believing I'm, it. Yeah, 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 I've got yeah. a swag. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, when, Another one, when I come out of them awards, like that time in the Sky Sports, and I come out and they pick me up in the limo, and I'm getting driven out in the limo, and as you're coming through, people are trying to snap you through windows and bang on the window and all that, and I'm looking, it was pitch black, and I remember just having this gold sort of uh, award in my hand, and I just thought, bloody hell, like, I've, I've, I've cracked it here. Like, <laughs> like, like, honestly, I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, like, bloody hell, like, I'm young enough to think, is that real gold, solid gold? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, I think I've just I've just hit, I've hit the jackpot sort of thing, and then like you said, maybe then a few years later, and then you're thinking like, "Come on, son, you're my, you're, you're off it," sort of thing. Yeah. Sort of reality sort of it's when all that sort of stuff's finished, and it's just you, and you're going on the train to Stevenage every day, and you're thinking to yourself, mm, "Yeah, are you re are you really at it? Do you really do you even yeah. really do you even?" I started to question myself, "Do you even want to be here anymore?" So yeah. like mindset started to change. You know what I mean? Like everything started to. Sort of gear up in the other direction. I'll be honest with you, I think I'll be walking down Enfield High Street with my Mizuno boots on. Drinking a coat with a bottle of rolls with a laugh. Fuck you. Paul Smith hat on. Paul Smith gear on. But just the thing with Ajax, they've said you're going to come over for a couple of weeks and you turn that down. What was the, from going to Leighton Orient, what was the bit in between? Did you say you were 14? When? I was about 12. Yeah. So When you got the ban? No, about 14. Yeah, yeah, so, so that I come in between. back from Ajax and I pretty much go to Leighton Orient for a season and a you tuck couple of years, first year, about 13, and then by the time 14 comes, then the sort of documentary comes out. It's called Fair Game. But then, yeah. Um, Did you go to Palace as well? When yeah, was Palace? after that, yeah. So after, after, right. So after that sort of band had gone and I played for a grassroots play for another year, then I had one season to try and get back in the door and get a YT at a club. And I went to Palace. Um was there for like say six months and then a while a while had gone and then I hadn't spoke to my dad for all that time because of what, what I said happened with my dad and everything else and I, I was hoping that that was all going to go sort of quiet that sort of side of it and I was just going to get back into football I was on my own but I didn't mind because I had 
friend's dad's taking me to football. My mum was taking me and everything else. And um, I played a game. Actually, I'll tell you what happened. On, on the sun, I'd been there for, like, say, six months. And on a Sunday, News of the World, like News of the World back then was everything, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Like, double page spread of News of the World. My dad had done the story in there. And I spoke to him for ages, like, uh, football breaks up family. And it, and it named all the clubs. Like, Manchester United offered me a villa. Uh, uh, Aston Villa offered me £100,000. Tottenham offered me this and all this, and then it's got me and a broken up family. Right. Yeah, you know, bits of it. As far as I've, I did yeah. have a lot of scouts. I mean, I used to be in my living room and there'd be people just knocking, I'd be watching Home and Away, and there'd be kid, like, <laughs> scouts knocking on the door, <laughs> and I'd be like, Dad, a mum, there's a scout outside, do you know what I mean? And then, <laughs> so there was scouts coming, but then I don't never know if they got offered these extra bits and pieces. I don't know if that was for clout or whatever else, but there was, there was clubs asking me, put it that way, but I mean, I don't know how far it went with everything else thinking that that happened in the news of the world and the day after that crystal palace called me in and said we want to play in a game against spurs and like a couple of days later because that had come out the day before i put so much pressure on myself because obviously this is like red hot news like people are coming up to me left right and center in the street like and i've I'm, I'm gone and played in this game against tottenham and i sort of froze up on the pitch walked out into the pitch because i put so much pressure on myself like Oh, this is just everywhere now, like, and it's non-stop. And I've, I've not spoke to my dad for a while, but it's still going on. So I've got to sort of deliver. And I was telling myself I've got to be beating everyone on the pitch and doing X, Y, Z. I took a couple of touches out of my body, and like my touch was off. And I was just like, oh. I remember just going. I think it's uh, something Sprocket, uh, Martin Sprocket. I think he was the manager at uh, Palace. And I just said to him, "Take me off, take me off." I said, "I'm injured." He's like, "What are you done?" I was like, "I'm injured." But I thought, "Fuck this, I'm done." Like, I literally felt like the ground was eating me up. I was just like, just get me off this football pitch. I've had enough. And like, mentally, I was just shot from complete to bits. I got sat in the changing room. I was just like, I just... Brilliant. Yeah, I just felt absolutely shattered. Like, as if I just run a marathon. And I was just like, uh, I was just like, I've had enough. And then it was weird, actually, because when all the boys come back in for the rest of the game, it's only like, say, I'd only played not long for the rest of the game. And there was another boy who was playing for Spurs who was meant to be like a wonder kid and they was coating him. And I was going, he ain't all that good. He was nothing, this, that and the other. And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, imagine what they're saying about me in the, in the yeah. other changing room. Like yeah. I'm the one 10 times more known than him. Imagine what they're saying. I've walked off the pitch. Like, yeah. So that's when it really sort of like hit me mentally. I sort of struggled massively. Yeah, imagine the... now you, any of us at this table being a, a double page spread in News at World reporters coming to like, like 14 year old right? mm. and you're expect like taking that pressure on like most adults couldn't take that I know. without head wobbling what you know were you, what were your pals like you know your, your mates like oh, not from <clears throat> football just your pals or your you your mated about with were they like do you think you end up getting the old hang around us or yeah, I always got a lot of people you more just girls? to be yeah you more I was, girls yeah, in the playground <laughs> It wasn't all bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. yeah, right, there's some good points. First day, we're always McDonald's. Yeah, but, um, no, uh, to be fair, my mates, my, my sort of, as you said, like my normal sort of mates, they was, uh, they was all right, but they, it was hard because I couldn't really talk to them and sort of say, do you know what I mean? Because they're like, son, what's going on with you? Who's out of the world? So I couldn't really sort of get that back and forth with them. Like, if it's a normal stuff, like let's say, for instance, today with my mates, they've got, Problems with me, ass, and this, that, and the other. I say, oh, do you know what I mean? But when I'm talking about what was happening with me, I couldn't really get no one back to sort of 
get that conversation going. I needed to talk to like Macaulay Culkin or something, or if I'm, a, yeah. Yeah. I'm alone or something. Do you know what I mean? I needed to talk to someone that sort of side. Yeah. It was weird. I was, it's popped into my head, him. Do you know, like mm. when you're talking about mm. like all the pressure and everything, and and, he, and he's fucking off the rails now, isn't he? <laughs> but Didn't I mean, mean, look at uh, generalize it with any child star. You know, Lindsay Lohan, um, Macaulay Culkin. Mm. You know, Wrecking the, Ball, what's she called? Miley Cyrus, yeah. 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 Like, the, all those people, generally, the, they go a bit off the rails and the relationships with the parents, generally, Britney Spears, generally, yeah, yeah, really yeah, deteriorate, mm. deteriorate. Corey Feldman, they're all... They, yeah. They don't have that relationship with the parents anymore, that, like the pressure that it puts on. Celebrity for a kid is... Yeah, it's tough. A lonely place to be, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's got its up points. And, it's, and to be fair, nowadays, I can sort of see... Like when I did Wembley and done all the kick-ups in front of him, I was like Leeds Villa. I did the kick-ups in the middle of the centre and the pitch, and now I can look back and think, "Oh, that was brilliant." Do you yeah. know what I mean? So there is certain bits of it now. I think I just take it like that was that was a good experience. You know what I mean? But at the time, don't really appreciate and don't enjoy it because there's just a lot a lot of pressure there at the same time. What was the agent situation back then? I know did you have four four yeah. agents in you? Yeah, I think I think around like four or five agents. Yeah, Eric Hall. Uh, I had Eric Hall. That uh, one with cigar, yeah, monster, monster, monster. monster. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. And his little, uh, his little office in Star Street. I was like Star Street, <laughs> and then he's in there doing cigarettes. I was talking. To, he, I remember walking into his uh, office, and he goes, "I've got someone on the phone for you." And all right, picked out the phone. He goes, "Why aren't you at fucking training?" I went, "Who's that?" He goes, "Like Vinnie Jones." And then he was going to me, "Why are you?" I was like, "Don't worry, I'll be there. I'll be going training tonight. This, that, and the other." And I thought, "Fair play to him. Like he's put it on me straight away." Yeah. To me. I, I could have done a bit more of it. But, um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I had Eric Hall. And were they focusing on your football at all? Or no, was it? Nah. No. Nah. Yeah, man, it's yeah, frustrating, and I, isn't it? And I had uh, Michael Jackson's. I forgot the guy's name, but he, it was Michael Jackson's agent. So anytime he come to yeah, so anytime he come Michael Jackson come to England, he would use this agent, and I had him obviously do him whatever else he was doing, and I had another couple of agents, Sky Andrews, a bit later on, only for a while, but I, yeah, it was as I said, most of it was all for like media work. Yeah, was there any of them that focused on your football and Sky Andrews asked me, Sky Andrews asked me if I could play, but I was finished. I didn't play football for a year. That was later on. <laughs> I played football for a year. Yeah, and he said, and he, and he sort of randomly called me up. I was like, say. So is this after the Crystal Palace? Just this to is give after a bit the of Palace. Yeah. After the Palace. Uh, I've been at QPR as well for the rest of that season. And then I'd sort of I'd given up football. Well, after that Palace game, which I haven't mentioned, I ended up just wanting to sort of top myself, to be honest with you. Because I, like, I got that low. Seriously get yeah, to that point? No, I've got honest, 100%. We was out on our bikes and uh, we was going into London. It takes about 45 minutes from where I live. We used to just drive around the West End on our bikes or go wherever. And I'd just pulled the bike up near a bridge. I was going to chuck myself at a bridge at one point because it was going down a hill. I thought I'd just let them all go. I just need to. And it was weird because it, I never woke up that morning and thought that. But as I was driving past it, I thought, I need to let them go down. I need to go back and have a little look. It was like thinking like, do you know what I mean? I, I, it's just not like me. Do you know what I mean? But I stopped here and I just walked back and I had a little nose. I'm looking over. I got back on my bike. Yeah, so I, I, I sort of struggled. Big time, yeah, on that sort of side of it, straight mm. away. What was the main thing, if you remember back? What the main trigger for having them kind of thoughts? It was what happened because I walked off the pitch and I knew my football was done. I knew it in my own mind. And I thought I had to make a decision because I started to do, I started, well, I thought like that, even just for that thought to come in my mind and stop that bike and walk back. I thought to myself on that drive back on the way back, I've either got to 
like leave football or sort of sort myself out mentally because I could see where it was going. Do you know what I mean? I could could have ended up in all sorts of trouble. Uh, so that's when I actually ended up going to Stevenage and uh, spoke to my mum and I had my good friend Daniel Buck and my coach Terry who sat around the table and said, look, go play for Stevenage. Don't put no pressure on yourself. Don't be thinking like you've got to be a football player. Just go there and enjoy being a football player. And like, so I went and did that, but like my ambition had gone. Like you, need, was, you needed was, that four years ago, by the sound of it. You needed yeah, that yeah, conversation. Yeah, 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 I did, yeah. Yeah, my, but my ambition to be a football player by then was completely sort of gone. Mm. And uh, I was just gone there and I was going there more for the sort of social side of it and just being in the changing room with the boys and do you know what I mean? And sort of just trying to enjoy it a bit more, get back to how I first started doing it. So You're um, trying to get rid of that expectation in your head as well, you know, everybody yeah. else is that because it's yeah. all right putting pressure on yourself, but you like every everybody who's there thinks they've they've read it all. You're the next Maradona, yeah. you're the next yeah, yeah. so it's everybody else's ex expectation that you're gonna be unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be just go back to being an like a normal kid. kid, one of the team and just be one of the boys. That's all really all I wanted to do anyway, to be honest with you. So yeah, I ended up I ended up uh, back at Stevenage and then as I said, after that a year, a season after that, going into the first season of me not playing football, Sky Andrews uh, asked me to come up in his office and I went and had a little chat with him. He said, can you play championship? Can you play Premier League football? I said to him, look, I've always said the same thing as what I'd probably say now. Technically, I'm all right, but I was mentally completely shot by then, truthfully. And physically, I was probably not, not as fit and strong and all that sort of side of it hadn't been developed nowhere near compared to what that was like then. Another four or five years ago, we're... Little men, uh, uh, do you know what I mean? It's completely. I need to. I need a lot of work. Put mm -hmm. it that way, and trying to explain to him like what I've put in in my book, in a two minute sitting down in an office with him. Like, do you know what I mean? You're never going to get that all yeah. across, are you? Do you know what I mean? And I ended up. He actually ended up putting me into someone else who worked for him, and put me in trying to put me into a a, a, a program that's on Sky Sports called Dream Team. Remember it? <laughs> yeah, that was going to do. So another fucking television. <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, this is a nature. I've got you. I'm talking to him one thing. I'm thinking, oh, lovely. Like he's going to get me back in football again. All right, can you go and talk to him over there? No, over there. And he's like, yeah, Dream Team have asked you to join, be get signed in as Sonny Pike. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Man. And but basically, he's he's just thinking, I can make a few quid out of him. Yeah. Still. Mm. Yeah. Not really asked about the football bit. No, yeah, I mean, it's just a couple of questions, but then ended up in there. And as I said, I hadn't been playing football for like a, a year. And half of me was just like, you know what? I'm not going to play football anymore. I've got nothing to lose. So I actually went for an audition and I, and, and I auditioned in it. And they said, like, you know what? We'll put you in it, but you've got to go and do uh, so long uh, a drama thing and this, that and the other. And I said, like, I did like two weeks and I was just like, what am I doing, Sonny? I'm, it's a Friday night, all my mates are in the pub and I'm here trying to do all this stuff. I'm thinking, Sonny, what are you doing? Like, you're going around <laughs> in circles here. So I just like completely, I sacked that off and just went and went and went to see my mates and went into that sort of side of it. And I, I didn't even drunk since then. I was like the latest out of all my mates to start drinking. Like they're all been drinking 13, 14 and whatever, smoking in playgrounds and whatever. I ain't touched a thing. And I'm sort of jumping in with them and I've gone straight into the deep end and I like... Don't take long. I'm absolutely battered. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember at that time though? Did you just feel a sense of everything just off your back, like the weight of the world yeah. off your shoulders? Just like right, I can take the mask off now and start. Yeah, I can just be that's one it. of the lads. Exactly. Yeah, and that's it. And I was trying to sort of find uh, 
my real, like, who I really was, really, because a, a football aside, that's all where everyone just associated me as like the football wonder kid with the curly hair and the golden boots and the million pound legs. But really, like, what was I, what was I all about? So even though, to be fair, at that point when I stopped playing football and I sort of, let's say, went off the rails for four or five years and sort of done maybe like what people do, drinking and everything else, it weren't until after that really I started to sort of find out what I was about, I suppose. It is, it's like you just never really had a childhood then, did you, really? No. No, but that sort of, the normal side of it, yeah, I did. I didn't do a lot of... Uh, I couldn't go to bir- like friends' birthday parties and things like that. I'd say, no, you can't do that. You've got to be here. You've got to be there and everything else. I mean, things like, silly things like that, do you know what I mean? But uh, what, how important as a 12, 13, 14-year-old? Yeah. You know, I might think, oh, it's just a birthday party. Mm. I'm, I'm doing an advert for McDonald's. But it, that's just not normal growing up and being a kid, isn't it? Yeah. So I think that's why, well, that's the excuse I give myself. Like when it got to, like, say, 19, 20, I was just in there with the boys and amongst it until I was, like, say... 23, 24, whatever else, from 19 to so that sort of age, and sort of got and done, done all the, the boys' holidays and everything else. But actually, you know, the funniest thing, one of the first boys' holidays, I went, I think I went to Magaluf. And uh, that's a mad place at the normal list of time. <laughs> good place but, to start, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I went to Magaluf, went into some bar, and uh, no, sorry, there was a, a day football five aside competition now. And so it's, obviously, it's just like boys swimming trunks, just playing five aside. And we've gone in there. And uh, there was like boards, uh, it was like a big bar area and then a football pitch at the front, like a five-a-side football pitch. And I've, everyone's putting their names of their team and all the players underneath. And it's got Enfield, whatever we was called, my boys. And obviously my name. Playing a couple of games, some of the boys have cottoned on to who I was. Have you, have you cut the hair off at this No, the point? hair's gone. But yeah. obviously the name, <laughs> yeah. name and Enfield and everything else. Some of the boys, like there's boys from up north, Twinked. there's boys from all over the place. They've cottoned on and I'm getting rattled in games and I'm going away. But I didn't care, I was just... Getting amongst it, but I've ended up in this bar later on in the evening. We'd won this competition, by the way, and I'd done well. And I'd scored a couple of goals and everything, so it was a good <laughs> night for the boys. We're going out having a drink, and we've gone into some bar. And the boys that we played in the final, as soon as they've walked in, there's eyes on me like that. I'm like, oh fuck me, it's going off. Like I could tell it's going to go off. And uh, I said to some of my mates, I said, see them little lot we played in the final. I tell you now, we're going to have a punch up here in a minute, 100%. I was like, what? What do you mean? I said, they're coming here and their eyes just on me, like nonstop, everyone. And they've got round to me. A couple of things just said, I can't even remember. Bang, one of them tried to hit me. It was going off on the dance floor. Someone's thrown a bottle at me. I've skipped me and smashed all the, you know, the bits behind the bar. Like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's gone <laughs> off. It's, it, yeah, it probably went off. And then the, the, the sort of bouncers have ushered us all out the front. But unlucky for me, obviously these bouncers... I remember one of them, a big bouncer, he must have been like from New, uh, Newcastle, his accent, he was massive. I looked, I thought, oh. he knew, they knew him. So he was in with the bouncer, this other oh. little group was in with his bouncer. <laughs> he was on their team. Like, I stood there like, oh, yeah, they've come way out. I thought, oh, mate, I'm going to get absolutely <laughs> waiting. And uh, one of them's come to me, I've ended up having a, like, a punch up with him in the middle of the street, right? And then loads of them just got on top of me, lost my chain, waved me in, and I was, I was on the floor. Uh, people trying to eat their dinners on the corners. I'm lying there on the floor, like, <laughs> and mid down the strip. Sunny Pike, this, that, and the other. And then anyway, I got up, and I'll never forget, as I've got up, I thought, all right, I'm a bit banged up, my shirt's ripped, bit of blood coming down me, whatever else. I thought, all right, let me get away. As I've walked away, the Spanish police are running at me with their batons, going, whoa! <laughs> I'm going, look, I thought, first thing I say to them, I'd only had like one drink. I said, oh, first thing I say to them, I'm not drunk, I'm not drunk. Like, because I know they think like you're paralytic. They say, I'm not drunk. They went, 
Bang! Smashed me round the head, got me on the floor. I still got scars up my leg now. They're just back my phone like on the floor. I'm just like, fucking hell, that is Spanish old bill banger. I couldn't get away from it. I was just like, honestly, fucking. I thought, what the fuck am I going to do? I went up running down the beach. She got away from me. And lucky enough, they just left me, but they, they give me a beating as well. And like, just really, it all come down to is for me playing in that being Sunny Pike again. Do you know what I mean? I think I can't get away from it as a kid. Like at school, I used to have all the drama. I used to smash my mum's car up on the drive. And then now I'm getting it again. I'm just, oh, for fuck's sake, do you know what I mean? The next morning, I'm, I'm around the pool. I think I went there for two weeks or something like that. And it's a long shift. Yeah. It's a long shift. First one, so I was, didn't have a clue. <laughs> yeah, so but I mean, I've got friends of mine taking uh, clothes and washing them there and everything. Like, <laughs> we're getting for it. Um, yeah, so the next morning, I actually woke up and a friend of mine had given me a, a book. And, and I mean, in this time, we're talking about sort of, I hadn't spoke to my dad and my mum hadn't been with my dad since I'd been about, say, six, seven years old. And uh, my mum's got a new sort of guy on, on, on tow and uh, he's, uh, he's, he's only been around for a few, for a few months. So I'm saying I'm, I'm not going to be early 20s now sort of thing. And a, a couple of family friends have said, like, you know, he's a bit, he's a bit dodgy, this guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and they're like, all right, whatever. He seems, he seemed nice, a, a nice yeah, enough bloke nice to me. Enough, he, was, he, was, he was a nice enough bloke to be fair. He was, he was, he was all right. But and as I said, on this holiday, someone's give me a, give me this book and said, do yourself a favour. Why are you only read this bit of book? And, he, and he's in this bit of book, you know. I said, all oh, right. Anyway, so anyway, after all the dramas of that night, I woke up next morning. Like, just I'm thinking, like, I'm sort of starting my new life, no football, no pressure. And, I, and I'm reading this book and there's a couple of pages. Um, his name, I'll just say his name. Let's just say his name's Jay, yeah? But um, obviously I don't want to say his name. But uh, so I'm looking up on a couple of pages on, on this book and it's actually called uh, The Untouchables. So it's like a lot of well-known people that are up to no good in that sort of world. And I'm reading the stories about it and I'm thinking, bloody hell, this guy's living at my house now. Like, and and, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Corey with him I'm now. from like one <laughs> world to another. And I'm, I'm, I'm reading bits and pieces. I'm thinking like, I didn't know if to be sort of, at a young age, I was quite impressed in some ways. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I'm saying 20, I wasn't as old as that. I was probably about, say, 18 or something like that. Half of me is impressed because they're talking about him like doing robberies for like millions of pounds, like 1.2 million pounds he'd done a robbery for and they yeah. tied up a security guard and, and uh, stuck a bomb around his waist and things like that. And I'm like, so oh. it's, it's quite know, heavy, he like. Yeah. Licking sweets. Like, it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then telling me stories, bits and pieces about how the bloke's wet himself when he did it and this, that and the other. And I was like, fucking hell, man, this is a serious sort of chap. And I went back home from that, and I was like, as I said, I was like sort of to and fro at that age. I'm sort of looking for a new identity and a new job, but I weren't really sort of thinking that line. But at the same, the time, at the same time, that's my environment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, he's, he's living at my house now. Yeah. So now I'm and, seeing things day to day. And then, is he like, have you no inkling before you got that book? Like, the... yeah, yeah, people had said, like, you know, he's a bit lively, this fella. Like, yeah. From the East End, like, he's done this and done that and whatever else. I'm like, okay, whatever, he seems all right. You hadn't had a conversation? No, no, nothing. No, it's it... one, not really like that. It's not yeah. like, it was quite You don't into talk it. about it. Do you know it. what I mean? I think yeah. the people that are right into it don't really sort of say, oh, I've done this, I've done that. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. And as I've read the book and I've gone back and I'm thinking, okay, no, like, I don't know what to do. Like, and, and, and I sort of, for a while, if I, I sort of, not got involved, but I was around him a lot. So if he was out and about in the day and I wasn't doing anything, I didn't ever, weren't working, 
I would sort of float around with him in these places and you'd be seeing this, that and the other. Do you know what I mean? I'd be thinking, Jesus Christ. And then I ended up doing, I sort of like sort of tried to, I never got involved like that, but I was sort of moulding that way. I could tell because I was starting to turn and think that I was like a little Dell boy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, was, I did, honestly, I started to buy like, I'd buy like a thousand pounds worth of Viagra and go and take them into the pub on the weekend and I'm selling Viagras and things like that. Do you know what I mean? So I was, I was sort of moulding in to like this sort of, I was never doing anything so like bad, lucky enough, but um, I was sort of moulding into this sort of character. It's a start though, innit? Yeah, yeah, see it, was it. And I was doing things and I was like. Starts with slippers, Viagra. Yeah. Well, Next thing you're selling classes. Yeah. Well, I was at, I ended up at Wembley Market outside the stadium selling like uh, fake Avisu clothes and like, uh, <laughs> trainers and market stalls like selling counterfeit goods and things like that. And I'm sort of, sort of molding into this other way up. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I've ended up doing things like that. And uh, Did you ever have the conversation with your mum? No, nah, she was quite good at just sort of keeping her mouth, sort of letting her... Yeah. Brush yeah. In yeah. Evil. yeah, she evil. just keep completely sort of out of it. But I did hear her pulling him a few times, like, don't let him, don't bring him out there with you, don't let him come with you. But I did. Go out there with him a few times, and 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 at some point he ended up uh, he ended up arrested. I I actually just got myself working. I just started to do a chippy course. Actually, at that point, I started to do a carpentry course, and I was actually got my first job like three doors down from where I lived, and I was actually on someone's uh, someone's on on their above their door, just putting a little roof on above the, above someone's door. And as I'm, as I'm doing that, just doing, I've only been doing a chippy course for a few months. And I could see him walking around outside my house, just because there was a couple of doors down with my big dog. I used to have a big, massive French Mastiff, you know, them big, massive dogs. And uh, I was looking at him, and then all of a sudden, plane calls, police just burst out about four cars, about 20 people, wrapped him up. And I'm on, I've got a, a nail with me, and I'm like, <laughs> that was going on. Uh, and then, uh, shit, but the guy I was working for, I said, that's your dad, is that your stepdad? And I was like, yeah, it is, or mum's boyfriend or whatever. I said, yeah, it is, he you need to go? I said, yeah, I think I do. So I quickly shot back home and there's like police all over my ass and they've been doing surveillance on my ass for six months and whatever else. And he ends up, uh, he ends up in Belmarsh prison, like top security, everything else. And, uh, and I just got myself in a bit of a scenario. Like we're over them few years where he sort of come in at the end bit when I was going into Stevenage and then this, that and the other. He used to, he was good to me. Like he'd give me, if I was going to Stevenage, he'd pay for my train fare. He'd give me 20 pound a day. So he was not talking about a guy that's like a horrible sort of guy like yeah. at the same time, but he obviously done what he'd done at the same time. So I had a bit of a thing for him where I felt like I did need to help him. And he was, uh, he said he was in prison and he's, uh, he'd been out in Holland doing whatever he was doing. And he had some people out there that he needed to get hold of and sort of come back and come in the court for him and say, sort of go with his story, what, what he said he was doing in Holland and what the police said he was doing in Holland. And I actually ended up back out in Amsterdam a few years later. <laughs> difference, looking difference. for like, this guy was probably known to be like an it man or something like that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm out there with a scrap. Honestly, man on I, I, I was, I'm in a uh, visiting all at Belmarsh and he's gone to me, he's left me a bit of paper and it's got an address of a place I'd actually been there before with like on a weekend when he was staying out there in Holland. I'd have been there with my mates having a weekend in Holland. I said, yeah, like my stepdad's got a place out there. Actually turned out when I used to go in there, it was someone else's flat, but they just let him stay in there for a few months or whatever else. So I was like, what's these pictures, all these people? I was like, yeah, but when your stepdad comes, you have to move them out and he comes in. I was like, all right. And so anyway, so I'd been there a few times, but he'd give me the address where I'd been. 
And I'm ended up around for like, it was just like just about half hour out of uh, Amsterdam. I'm looking for this guy. I've got this address. And I actually ended up finding the place. Yeah. So you had to find this guy? I had to find this guy. Just going to help him sort of back his story that the fact right. what he was doing in Holland, he owned a couple of bars in Holland. Ah, right. I thought it was like Sonny Pike, the bounty hunter. Yeah. That's right. I was there to sort of get him to write a statement. And so if right. he had to come back to thingy, would he do it and everything else? So I had a, a little mission on me hands sort of thing. <laughs> and uh, I, I actually, I found the guy and, and, he, and he did it. He signed me a, a bit. But I thought, what am I going to walk into here? Because... These guys are obviously Not serious sort of peer people. I could end up banging trouble. So when I found the place, I'm knocking on the door. I'm thinking, please don't answer this door. Like I could get <laughs> wrapped up and taken in there and all sorts. Like sort of heavy duty guys. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> so, yeah, I did find myself in a few little scenarios, let's <laughs> say. But uh, I got myself out of that one. And, and, and a few, I think a few months later, I was back home. I'd done what I said I was going to do, and helped yeah, him out a little bit. And uh, I was fitting kitchens, and then I got a phone call saying. Uh, he was in court and he ended up getting 22 years in prison. And that sh really swerved me away from the Del Boy stuff yeah. and put me back onto uh, just being a builder, yeah. or whatever I wanted to do. <laughs> so I don't want to, no, no, I'm all right. I don't want to know no more of these sort of tracks. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. I, completely, I completely swerved that uh, sort of life. But that, that, would probably a little bit, that would probably be fortunate that if you were thinking you, there's a good chance I could go down this way though. Yeah, see, yeah. Well, as you said, you, I mean, you suppose you start off with little bits and pieces like that and then you're seeing someone else doing something else that's probably a, more risky but they're getting hundreds of fans, you might start, hundreds of thousands, you might start thinking, you know what, I'm taking a bit of a risk. I'll take a bit of a bigger risk, I suppose. That's how it, how it works out. But luckily enough, it weren't for me. <clears throat> Any value on you now, by the way? <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling a bit at minute like. <laughs> <laughs> you have a banging headache. <laughs> he will. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, for, I mean, from the from that point, what what was the journey up like up to today? What uh, what are you doing now? What? Yeah. So as I said, I was actually did a carpentry course. So I got like a level two in carpentry. I did that for a, uh, for like say four or five years, which took me up to say uh, twenty three, twenty four. And then uh, my first, my daughter was born. Uh, and then when she was like, after a few months of her being born, I was really sort of, so I just screw my head on a little bit. I've got to sort myself out here. I've got to get myself a job. And the building work at that point was in and out. So I thought well, I need to do something where I'm going to be sort of my, my own boss. And I ended up doing the knowledge to be a black cab driver, which took me uh, just over three years to do. So I was out doing that, uh, passed the knowledge. Actually think that knowledge process helped me Big as well because so much studying involved mentally it sort of took me away from everything do you know what I mean yeah. I was sort of studying on the books and this that and the other I was getting a lot sharper as well I was like you have to remember all the points this that and the other so I think that I think that helped me quite a lot because like all the mental health problems and everything else I had give you a focus on. yeah it just gave me another focus in life and my daughter was born and I sort of bought a house and mm. then then my other daughter was and then sorry then my son was born and then, yeah, everything over the last, say, like 10, 15 years have gone sort of normal, which I prefer. <laughs> it's, just, it's just excellent for me. If I was like, you ain't doing this, that, and the other. I said, yes, all right, go work, go home. Lovely, got the kids. Boost me down to the ground. Simple world. It's yeah, simple it's it. word, right. normal, isn't it? But yeah. It, it, Most like, enjoyable. Really. Yeah. Do you think if you'd have been a good footballer as opposed to an outrageously good footballer, you'd have gone on to have a career? 
I've never thought of that to be fair, but it probably probably would have worked in some ways because of the uh, sort of the salt sidetrack and everything else I went down. I wouldn't have probably got uh, whatever level you'd have had to end up having a career in football. I mean, I, it's hard to tell, isn't it? But I'd like to think you'd like to think so, mm. but like it's hard to sort of predict everything that you would have definitely done it. But it would have definitely done me a favour if I would have just sort of been. Like I said when we started, when it was just like local, if it would have just stayed like that and I just got put into a school of excellence academy and sort of been forgot about, it been easier for me just to concentrate. And yeah. Do you get many people coming up to you and asking you advice and stuff about they've got kids your age, you know, that 10, 11 stage. you get many people yeah. asking what route they should go down and stuff? Yeah, I get, I get quite a lot, to be fair. I get it from parents, also the players, but then I even like so well, the journalists... And this, that, and the other. This is like quite a big topic on Wonder Kids now. There's kids out there now that are five, six years old, seven years old, got 100,000 followers, million followers, and getting deals, yeah. and this, that, and the other. And it's sort of replicating similar yeah, to what's happening. It's to like me, what you, you know were saying I mean? before, John, about it being, it would have been so much Worse. more bigger at social. Yeah, but I suppose it. there are kids. Yeah, there is. Because I imagine there was a, a period in time where your example was was brought pulled the brakes on a little bit. We can't exploit kids, we can't push them yeah, into yeah. the limelight, but now with social media, and I imagine it's media. up there again. Yeah, because you can sort of use your kids to say, like, come, we're going to do this now, do me, a, do me a trick or do me something, this, that and the other, and it gets them more views and likes and everything else, and then it all kicks on. As a parent, I'd just say, like, you got to be checking in. On, I'd be checking in on myself. Do you know what I mean? I'd be thinking, hang on, am, am I driving him a bit mad? Is he doing mm. too much? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just let him sort of get on. Where you look on some of them, which people have sent me already, there's kids out there now that have got their own clothing lines and brands and everything else, and they're only, like, say, eight years old and everything. And I'm thinking, really? Does he have a clue of what a clothing line even is? He's only mm. eight. Do you know what I mean? And this, that, and the other. And, and there's a lot of that out there now. Sounds it's like tough. exactly the same as what... Yeah, I know, but it's just yeah. more of them now. It was just, there's loads of them there. Like with social, as you said, with social media, you can do it on your own. Yeah. You don't need the cameras to come around. You can say, yeah. go on, do a couple of tricks and yeah. we'll get things and they do a few reels and it gets bigger and everything else. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of them now. Have you been name. like playing a bit of advisory role? Yeah, yeah there's a couple of clubs so I've gone into and spoke to like older players. No, no one better, I imagine, to yeah. to provide mm. that advice. You've you, you you've lived it. Yeah, no, right. definitely. Yeah, so as I said, I, I've been into a few clubs and a few colleges. I went up to Leeds, done some bits up there, and done a few talks. Uh, but yeah, I get a lot on my on my like Instagram page. I've got my own normal page, and I've got my football page. I get a lot of parents messaging me, like saying, "What should I do with my kid?" I actually got a guy a couple of weeks ago saying uh, his son's been uh, uh, scattered by Ajax. Should I take him? Yeah, and he was from like Liverpool area. I was just like, well, talking to him about this day and the other and what happened with me. And so, yeah. So, what would, I've got a 10 year old wonder kid. What would your advice be then? My first thing that I always think of, just probably from my own experience, was always to sort of think, sort of long term, always just to think, like, say, in other words, it's easy for me to turn around and say, child, go on, come with me, I'll give you some boots, I'll give you this, that and the other. But always just sort of just try and think longer. Do you know what I mean? Always sort of be five years and try and think, not get too carried away with it and sort of let the kid concentrate on his football, really. Put that first. As well, though, mate, you want them to enjoy it. Of At 10, 11, 12, doesn't matter if you're playing for Man United or playing for the Dog yep. and Duck, just enjoy your football. And if yep. you're going to make it, you'll find your own way. Exactly. You'll improve and you'll develop. Enjoying mm. your football, playing with a smile on your face. Being a kid. 
Because yeah. I mean, you see them. Like, I've, I've been into some of the academies and this that, and the other. And there's kids that are five and six that are absolutely mustered. You look at them, they're unbelievable. They've got strength and conditioning coaches. Because um, I've been in and around the circle for the last few years, five kids at five or six going on five o'clock morning runs every morning. Uh, I'm like sort of into it all, and you because the prize is so big now. But the thing is, what I say is. Further down the road, they're going to be tired. They're going to be mentally drained from it. The fun's going to be gone from it. Don't get me wrong. It might be brilliant now, but yeah. mentally, that's worse than the physical side of it. Mm. I've always said this with me. I would have rather took a, a beating once a week than the sort of pressure mentally. Mental Do you know what I mean? Pressure. The mental pressure's always worse. Can't see them bruises, can you? Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. It's always worse. <clears> so, like, when they're, that, when they're that young, just let them, like you said, just let them enjoy their football mm. first, yeah? And then, as you said, when it gets later on, 14s, 15s, 16s, okay, no, you're in a good club, boy, or you're talking to your son, this is the time, now you're in You're in this position, now we've got to sort of knuckle down, now you can't do as much as that, you've got to do your strength and conditioning and you've got to do your bits and pieces, but like when you're these, these ages, it's just it's too much. Football club paying fucking £100,000 for kids. They get them at six-year-old, I know Man City get lads in at six. Yeah, I, I, you know what does me as well, I, I, I've been, as I said, I've been around some of these academies, some of these kids are that good at five and six. I'm thinking like they've been playing football because you can look and someone go and look at their Instagram. They've been playing football since they've been two or whatever else and been that good. Really, did a kid at two years old or three years old or even four years old turn around and say, I want to be a footballer. I want to take, do what it takes every day. I'll do it. And put a post up saying, oh, I know I had to work really hard today for my team. Yeah. And this, that and the other. Did he write no. that? No, mm. that's been distilled you know from I mean? elsewhere. That's what it does me. I think to myself, because there's loads of them out there, and you look at it and you think, nah, just let the kid enjoy his football. And when he gets uh, whatever age he is, and then he's saying this, that, and the other, okay, let's do that. But don't make something fake around him that yeah. just, just don't, it's just unnecessary. Because, yeah. like you said, when they get to a certain age and they're older anyway, if he's going to find his way, whether he's at Leighton Orient or whether he's at Tottenham or Arsenal, he's going to yeah. do it either way. So why build that pressure and that sort of fakeness around him? It drives mm. me crazy. If it works as well, you know, I, th I know that uh, the, the Williams sister, the dad's just yeah. been champion for the pressure that he put on. Yeah, yeah. Put on him to, to achieve what they achieved, but it worked. So he's, yeah. Yeah. he's lost him now, he's champion for it. But, but if it hadn't worked, you know, and the, the, them the girls that have fallen from grace... Tiger Woods is the same, isn't it? Yeah. Where's your head at when, once you're put under that pressure and it doesn't work? Mm. But it's you know, a balancing act, isn't it? Because you so need to be able to deal with pressure at the same time, but it's just timing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So, but how many more of Tiger Woods and Serena Williams and Venus Williams is there? There's only, you can think of them two who's, three who's made it, but how many more of them is more. there who's had a fucking shit childhood and gone on and never played tennis or golf or whatever sport? Mm. You, you can pick examples from anything, can't you? Yeah. yeah. How yeah. many league games did you play there in the end? I, ne I, I ended up playing uh, six games. I got After I stopped playing at Stevenage, I got asked to go and play for Barnet. I played six games. Like, they wasn't even like those like reserve games and this, that and the other. I wasn't like, I never kicked a professional football. But I did play six games after Stevenage and then went and played for Barnet. It's incredible. Yeah, mentally you've gone through all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, always, I've always said that. I just always felt like I sort of lived a, a football was like a lot. I went for it all. Yeah. But really, I never even got to kick a football at the same time. And as an adult, as I go in pubs and everything else now, everyone still thinks I'm a football player or you was a football player or something yeah. else. You know what I mean? Just because of the 
the hype the around the everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you at a point now, the way you mentioned it before, about looking back and trying to take the good memories? Can you do that? Yeah, yeah, I can do that now. now. It's long enough now. I Some think good I've memories. Enough, yeah, I've gone through, obviously, all the dramas and everything else and got my own kids and that, and I can look back at and just take the good from it now. So it's it's nice. And and I've sort of gone full circle. It's just like I'm back coaching. I'm going coaching the kids and back back into it. My son plays football again now. So I've literally gone like full circle. I've gone through it all. I took I took a time and I never kicked a ball for like say 10 years. So it's like after them Barnet games when I was like say 19 or whatever else, until I was like say 30, I actually went on Talk Sport and did, a, and did a, an interview with Talk Sport. So I want to say, five years ago now. And then that sort of opened me back up into uh, talking about my football again. And then obviously I did the book, which came out in May last year. Uh, and then, as I said, yeah, I've got back into coaching myself. My son plays football, I'm watching football. I'm talking about Wonder Kids and doing bits and pieces on The Guardian. I talked to uh, Don Belly, you know, the, the boy who plays at Celtic, the young Wonder Kid there. Right. Yeah. He was ending up, I think he ended up talking to him and trying to sort of help kids and everything else and got into a few clubs. So I've sort of used Does that feel good to yeah. be able to give, from your experiences, you know, the positives and the negatives, just yeah. being able to yeah, have that positive effect on, oh, on somebody yeah. else's this, this is the main career. reason why I do what we're doing now, because I know listening to this, like it's going to help a lot of parents and a lot of people will be like, Jesus, that might make them just think a little bit more about yeah. this. That yeah. It's sort of, yeah, no, definitely. I love, uh, I'll get, I'll get a big kick out of it. And as I mean, has your dad reached out to you at all, or have you re reached out to your dad since that moment? No, there's nothing. No, not not a lot. But do you think you'd you'd want to? Or uh, I mean, it's a it's a weird one, really. Especially I lost my mum a couple of months ago, yeah. so like I've got that to sort of take into account and everything else and sisters. But there's no hard feeling there at all. Like yeah. you know what I mean, it's gone uh, sort of done and dusted, but. I've just got so used to doing my own thing and like, you yeah. know, in this world, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know. I think it's the fact that you don't know why you did it, you know? Yeah. You don't know what his intentions were. Yeah. Even if you just sat down and sort of find out why. You, yeah. What yeah, his... you never know. That might happen one day. Mm. A lot of good memories there as well for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I enjoyed, like, I enjoyed a lot. And it's, and weirdly enough, like all the sort of mental sort of side of it, I use it now for like all the, all the stuff that I, all this drama did happen to me. I still use it now for everything, like what I learned through football. In normal life now, like you got to get up and go. You can't stop. I just use that for daily life now. So it's a good lesson. Like through sport, I don't think you can get anything better to sort of build character and everything else, even though I did have a tough time at some points. But yeah. even through the back of that now, I'm still, I'm pretty much driven like that young kid like when I was on it with a football, but just yeah. in normal life now. Do you know what I mean? I've sort of had, yeah, I've had different businesses, I've worked hard to do this and I've sort of got that sort of drive in me, which I believe I got through football mm. and I've used that into sort of normal life. There are any, were there points while you were at Stevenage and Leighton Orient that you were just, were you, at that time, were you just able to be one of the lads still in the, in the changing room? Yeah, there? yeah, that was the best thing about it. That was like some of the lads there was like, that was the best thing about it, like the Camar, Camar what's that word? Yeah, that sort of side of it, that was, that's what, that helped me the most because that's what I wanted. Do you know what I mean? I just wanted to be accepted as one of the boys. And, and as I said, I said, uh, I said to you earlier, we ended up on tour and doing uh, like, you no know, things that are going on in changing rooms and bits and pieces. Um, yeah, we stitched up a couple of players, put it that way. A few things happened where uh, 
people come out unstuck, like when tour to Spain, and uh, one of the kids left his pot of gel in the, in the uh, in the room next door, and like me and me and the goalkeeper, you know, goalkeepers they're like always they're always the nutty ones, aren't they? <laughs> and uh, someone ended up doing something, putting inside his gel. And, uh, a, bodily, a bodily fluid. Yeah, it, it got it got mixed in. He <laughs> found out about halfway through the game. something about Mary just with his <laughs> Yeah, just just banter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, some people would probably say it probably Bob, but at the same time, but it was quite funny. Is <laughs> 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 uh, the book still for sale? Still for sale. Amazon. Yeah, soon it come out. It went to number one in Amazon uh, for like as a bestseller, and then a best newcomer for a while. So yeah, it done it does done pretty well uh, from Reach Sport, who's done like uh, I did my, I did mine with them in Liverpool. Yes, it. Reach. Yeah, I did mine with them. My, yeah. Funny enough, mine got to one thousand eight hundred nine <laughs> on the Amazon chart. <laughs> I think mine got the worst seller. <laughs> 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 call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mind we reach yeah, for Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. They must have promoted yours more than mine. The <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers, man. Yeah, we thanks for coming on, no mate. Good luck with you. Thank you. Thank you very much, all of you. Thank Brilliant. you. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow-up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.